All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, there is one thing in order. And that is a big congrats to Joey Vote on his huge engagement to the love of his life. We want to say best of luck with the marriage. That part sucks. I'm just kidding. You're going to be a great hubby. Please don't let her call you hubby. You know what you shouldn't let her call you is two times VFE championship because, sorry, VFE champion because you are well on your way, my friend. You left the VFB last year because you were too busy with college and it looks like too busy with girls. But that paid off because now you're back in VFB four and you are definitely solidly in the playoffs and you may clinch that victory. Before we get into it though, aside from Joey's news, we have to mention the duly um, losery, terribly, unvictorious road warriors who have long since not been in the playoffs picture here but this week they grabbed two medals one being the most points medal at 163.7 points and the second 83.9 point dynamic duo medal headed up by a crazy almost 60 point Tyree Hill this week amazing game amazing man ladies man well he may have had some issues with the ladies Anyway, nice job to Road Warriors and a good luck on that B-Team coffee mug. I'll add two medals to your bucket. And here we are, one more week to go before the playoffs. And this has been the weirdest COVID-ridden season ever. How weird was it to have Wednesday night football, by the way, with half the players in quarantine? Nonetheless, we have whittled down playoffs teams to Human Trash, Redskins, Joe Schmo, the Ass cracks. <laughs> and last but not least, you Mavro. You Mavro clinched the fifth spot last night. Um, <clears throat> was on the fence a little bit. Was always a favorite, but was on the fence with uh, her her due to biting that went took place in, in week eleven. Um, but she made it out of the out of the gate. Um, she had a it just barely squeezed by with it a victory over trash pandas last night in the COVID uh, Wednesday night football. Most of the players out, like I said, but she, uh, she was a 700 point team, squeezed out that narrow victory. So she secured her minimum eight and five record. Even if she loses next week, she gets to play with the big boys in week 14, regardless of whether or not she loses next week. She has simultaneously knocked Glinda out of the playoffs. Glinda's maximum six and seven record opportunity is now to be remaining, which is just enough to be a B-teamer. On the pipe, we've got you, Madbro, Jessica Forbes, manager. Let's give her a little ring. We'll do a quick little interview here to see how she feels about her playoff chances and get to some other topics. Let's just see, Let's see if we got her. Jessica? Uh, hello? A am I on the air? Am I on? Is it, is it you live? You are on. What? The podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Kamish. I know you may have never spoken to me in person before or, or anything, you know, anything else. Like we've never really spoken or like seen each other live, in, you know, live. So anyway, yeah. This, yeah. what I want to do um, is kind of get your sense on a couple things here, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a little bit out of the blue, but um, we got some things to talk about. I'm an open book. So 
I don't know how these interviews work really, but if you, I guess you want to start from your side. No, I guess I'll ask a question from my side. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, first of all, your husband, Jamie, the, the, the dark horse, he reared his head a little bit too late. Yeah. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Why did he rear his head too late? Did he get his head out of the game? Did he have his head up the ass crack or was it just luck or, or lack of luck? You know, you know, Jamie, Jamie and the Numinator's whole strategy is, is really interesting. And, and I, I feel like I can speak to this, you know, relatively well, being that I live in the same home. But I don't know if he legitimately has zero strategy and things just kind of happen to him or if he just plays that role to kind of psych me out in the house. Because it definitely seems like most of the time, you know, he's not really paying much attention and sometimes it works for him and sometimes it doesn't. But I sometimes think though that he might be, you know, doing a lot of work behind the scenes that I don't see. And so maybe this, you know, rearing whatever you said, the horse, the horse metaphor thing, maybe that was all part of the strategy. I don't know, but I do think it's a little too, a little too little too late for him. So we'll have to see. Do you find, is he, is he spending extra time on the pot, you know, more than it would take to, to just go poop? Well, I mean, yeah, yes, but, but that's not really, you know, a good indicator for parents of young children because we all go in there to like scroll social media and stay away from the kids for a hot second. So, you know, that doesn't tell me much. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, Are we I just, the only uh, ones that do that? Relative, I guess, relative to the previous, um, you know, behavioral time spent on the pot, if it's more now than GFB season is kind of more my question, but. Yeah, I do also think though, and you know, I don't know if this is something that should be shared live, but he's definitely been having some major constipation issues. So the time yeah. on the toilet has, has, you know, extended regardless of anything related to football. So there, there exactly. is that. Okay. I don't think yeah. he's like me offering that up. So Jamie's TOT may have gone off time on toilet and, and yes. Joey's definitely will once he gets married and gets those kids going. So, For sure. um, you know, it's definitely poop, poop to time to TOT is not uh, correlated once you have kids. So Accurate. that's just what it is. Um, moving on. You're, you're in the playoffs now. How do you feel about that? And are you mad, bro? Whew, let me tell you what. I, when I won this week, okay, the, the app, right, it tells you when you've won and it puts like confetti up and stuff. And it used a phrase that I just think really personifies everything about me this season, which is it says the little engine that could, you know, and that's right. You know, I'm the little engine that could. Now I'm not going to lie to you, Jason. There have been some weeks that I have abided. I have abided big time. Uh, and I'm not proud of that, but I'm going to own it now. And, uh, and I will say that when I come in, I come in strong. And when I abide, I abide strong. And this week I came in strong and I was indeed that little engine that beep could. I censored myself. Oh, that wasn't a train coming into the station beep? That's not at all what a train sounds like. That was a censoring beep for the F-bomb, in case you were wondering. Okay. Well, we're not allowed to say cuss words on this podcast unless one of the team names is a cuss word. Um, ass crack has been approved for the entirety of the BFP4 season. So, um, can, can we say ass? Not. Wait, I have a, I have a question. Can we say ass, ass in crack. relation to other things or ass just crack. in relation to ass crack? No, ass crack with no space. That's how you say it. Ass crack. Ass crack. That is an approved word. Um, a Grandma Pam approved word. Ah, okay. Woo, that's the, big. Because of the team name association. So, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Okay, and um, 
when you're going to the playoffs, is what is your strategy going to be? I guess I guess I want to know what your strategy is going to be, and and um, how much uh, do you want to say la, la, la. You know, negative about your previous la, opponent, Glenn? La, la. My previous opponent, who now? Uh, ooh, <laughs> good. That's a good start. <laughs> Uh, Glinda. Uh, Glinda, who you beat with a sub hundred point win. You know, you know, it, here's the deal. You know, I don't like to say I use COVID to my benefit, but at the same time, I mean, what are you going to do sometimes, you know? So if there are some players out and that happens to help me, I'm not mad about it. I mean, I am mad, bro, but like, I'm not mad about that, you know? And, uh, and I will say that this time, it was not looking like it was going to go my direction, but I moved my players around. I did the whole thing. I did whatever I could. And, uh, you know, me doing a little work and her having a lot of bad luck really worked out this time for me. So, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, it's fair enough. That's all I can say about that. She, she had her chance, and, and now she's going to be playing for that for that stinky six and seven record. And, and that's some people get, get into that space and that's, that's okay. Hey, you stinky. Yeah. You said it. it smells right. like trash, trash pandas. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So going into week, uh, you know, next week, you don't do much, but um, you know, because you, you kind of got your guarantee there, but week 14, um, we have some bi-week scenarios, uh, which we'll go over right later in the podcast. We'll, we'll get into get into each one now, but, but your specific bi-week scenario, if you win your week 13 game and Roger, Alyssa, and Joe all lose theirs, then you would be tied with Roger at nine and four. And do you know what that means? No, no, I don't. What that means is that you are tied for a bi-week spot with Roger. And you know who would get that bi-week spot on the tiebreaker? Mm, me you would really because you beat roger in week 11 with a score of 102.6 to 101.4 wow. only because of that it's going to come back to bite roger in the ass crack he yes. is going to in this relatively unlikely scenario that you win your game and roger Alyssa, and joe all lose their games you would you would get that bi week spot, and then you're only you're only two you know two games away, two wins away from the championship. You, know, you, you call that unlikely. I say let's manifest it. You know what I mean? What you want to happen happens. So we're putting it out there in the universe right now, and and I believe I do I do believe. Okay, I said unlikely mathematically, just because you know four games, fifty percent times four. That's, I don't you know. I don't need that kind of negativity. But thank you. Okay, I can feel there's a little contention growing on the podcast here. I like to keep it light. I like to keep it keep it cool. Um, and you're frankly you're ruining that. So I'm gonna probably move on now. Um, I do wish you well in the playoffs. Hold yeah. up, hold up. We haven't even talked about the fact that we're playing each other this week. Like you don't even want to get into that at well, all. Well, we are playing each other. We are. Um, and you know that I could wipe out your chance um, to you know get that bye week, and then you'd have, of course, you'll probably fail in the first week of the playoffs. Um, but, you know, that part is, that part's on me. All right. All right. Well, if that's what you wanted to share about it, then all I have to say is buckle up, bro. Okay. I mean, that's fine. It's, it's really safe to wear your seatbelt. You should really buckle up at all times, but especially this week when you're playing me. Okay. That, that, it's fine. I, I just have one more question for you. Shoot. 
in the likely event that you do not make the playoffs, sorry, you have made the playoffs. I was going to say. In the likely event that you do not get the bye week, and then you lose out on the championship mug, what is it going to be like for you to not have that third mug on the mantle, reminding the audience that you have two coffee mugs from the yes, team side? I do. I do. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you and say I won't be disappointed, heartbroken, devastated, okay. probably cry for a few weeks, um, any of those things. But at the same time, my value is not determined by the amount of mugs on my mantle. And so I have come to terms with the fact that I might be adding to that collection this year, but I might not, you know, and if I don't, I'm going to say some positive affirmations and I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on and I'm going to use these lessons I've learned and stop abiding so much next year. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Well, you only bid once and a bidding once is not abiding always. So that's, all, that's you know, kind of what I would say about that. Thanks, man. I appreciate um, that. A bidding's not a word, but I appreciate that. Bidding's not abiding always. And, and that's what it is. Okay. Well, you know, I would just... Uh, Leave it, leave it, leave it there, and um, wish you a good luck and, and and go from there. Yeah. Bye, Kamish. Thanks for having Later. me. Later. Appreciate it. Bye, Elliot. All right, that was you, Madro, with her not not the greatest interview that, that I've ever had on this podcast. And keep in mind, this is the only interview I had so far. Uh, so the bar was low, but it didn't it didn't turn out. Fantastic. There was, a little, as you heard, a lot of contention there, um, a lot of baseless claims. Um, Trump isn't the only one saying baseless claims these days. You, Manbro, is easily taking him over. Um, anyway, let's get back into the, the playoffs. The, the, what's happening here? The sixth and final playoff spot. Manbro's got the fifth spot. Okay, fine. But who's got the sixth? Well, we've narrowed it down to the Mark and the Marksman versus Cassidy in the Flube. Cassidy has slowly worked her way up from the bottom over the last five weeks. I don't know if you guys know this, but she is on a five-week winning streak. And this follows a five-week losing streak that came to a close in week eight. That's right. At the end of week seven, Cassidy's record was a dismal one in six. That was one of the worst in the league. That was, a, that was halfway through the season. One in six. She's now got herself a six and six following a five-week winning streak. Amazing. She's trying for that last win now to get her to that seven and six sweet spot to just sneak into the playoffs. If she can do that, she'll take the spot. And you know why? Because then she goes head to head with our friend Mark and the Marksman where she wins because she meet, beat Marky Mark so badly back in week two, 154.92, 292.5 points. That week two, Lost by Mark just comes on back and and, and it just stings. You know, I made the ass pack joke in the podcast, so I'm not going to review it here. Um, let's take a look at the following scenarios. More likely scenario: Cassidy makes the playoffs um, if she wins her Week 13 game against Tanner. Remember, Tanner is aggressively abiding, and he has been since Week Two. Um, so she's probably going to win that game, unless Tanner, you know gets off his high horse or low horse, whatever horse he happens to be on. Maybe it's Jamie's, Jamie's horse. I don't know. Um, and then Cassidy also loses her week 13, uh, or week 13 game and Mark loses as well. So either whether she wins or loses, if Mark also loses, if she loses, 
Cassidy wins both scenarios because of the head-to-head -head tiebreaker. That brings us to our less likely scenario. Mark makes the playoffs. If he wins his week 13 game against Jamie, which admittedly a toss-up, and Cassidy loses her game against Tanner, then Mark will make the playoffs, fair and square. Bottom line, Mark needs to beat Jamie, but Jamie was the dark horse, reared his head too late, like I said. Uh, Mark somehow also needs Tan the man to start playing again. I don't know, what do we, what do we gotta do, Tanner, make this, to make this fair, make this, you know, get the engine running again. Mark needs you. Otherwise, Cassidy is on her way to the playoffs and relatively easily. That being said, though, that being said, her playoffs honeymoon won't last long. The last five wins were by no means blowouts, two of which were even sub-100 point wins. So she's got a lot of luck built in there. She'll be a true underdog to make it into the, uh, to round two of the playoffs. And, and even then, I don't, I don't see it happening. But we have to admit there is a small but real chance that we could see Cassidy vote a VFB champion. Let's check back in with the real winners, the top five. Big question is who will get the two coveted bye week playoff spots? We touched on it a bit in the Madborough interview, but she didn't really quite understand what was going on. Um, therefore, we're only two wins away um, from, the, uh, from the championship mug if you get those bye weeks instead of three. That's a great package. You want to have those two wins away after week 13. Given her astonishing 10-2 and two record, the best in the league right now, for, and her likely 11-2 finishing record next week, one of the bye weeks definitely goes to Becca and the Human Trash Baskets. Amazing season, Beck. Really amazing season. So that leaves just one bye week left, one bye week spot left, and it's up for grabs for the four eligible teams to grab. We could have between one and four, eight and five records here. I want to be honest. All of which need to be settled by tiebreakers to determine who gets the bye week. So if two teams are tied, it's the head-to-head -head tiebreaker, right? If three or more teams are tied, it's whoever has the most total season points. Let's take a look at the head-to-head -head game results for each of the four teams. You'll see it in the email there. But basically, you've got um, Rogers got a couple of wins, one against Alyssa, one against Joe, but he lost to Jess. So Jess would, would win the head-to-head -head with Roger. And so on. No one is really in a perfect spot with wins across the board here. So it's a, it's a mixed bag. If three or more teams are tied, you've got the total season points tiebreaker. Roger's on top right now with 1485. Jess is on the bottom with 1316. Otherwise, Joey and Alyssa are right down the middle there. So most likely scenario, Roger gets that spot. He's going to get it in one, one to three different ways. Less likely is that Joe gets a bye week. Um, and, and, and equally less likely is that Alyssa gets that bye week. And the absolute least likely is that Jess gets the bye week. She needs not only to win her game next week, but she needs all three of Roger, Alyssa, and Joe to lose their games next week. And then she gets the spot with a head-to-head tiebreaker. Now for the medals update. We've forgotten about the medals for a while, but we're going to keep the medals race going this year all the way through the playoffs games. Get a chance to collect a few more here. And if you get one, you get one additional good medal for every best of medal you get. Um, and we're going to get a couple of extra medals for the highest season and then the highest total points, highest season record, highest total points. So far, 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 
we have 60 good medals that have been given out and there are about 20 left. That's five times four weeks, five medals times four weeks, plus five highest record medals, plus two additional total season medals. That's a total of 27 more medal opportunities. That's over 30% left to grab. And this year, this year, I would like to have an actual medal made up for the final medal winner. Uh, I think back in VFB2 or so, Mark made fun of the medals that um, they don't mean much, but they sure are cute. So I've remembered that ever since then, and I would like to add a little meaning to them, uh, you know, by giving, giving, making up an actual medal for the medal winner. Anyway, as of now, Roger leads by net medals, and that's who will win the final medal is whoever has the highest net medals. Joe is close behind him. Technically, anyone would, could catch up with Roger at this point, given the 27 medals left to grab, with the exception of maybe the negative, negative medals group. I will note here that New Mandrove has negative one medal. She's in the same negative medals group as Confused Screaming and Boot, Bad Booty Rebel, all three of which, by the way, have a bitten. But she's still in the playoffs. I don't know how she does it. Well, folks, that's it. Week 13 is coming fast and it's coming strong. I got a baby here who wants to cry, and I don't know what to do. I'm just a, I'm just a, a man. I'm just a dad. I'm a 50s dad, right? I don't know what to do. Um, I'm going to play us out here and then go, I don't know, stand him on his head or something. I don't know what you do. I would like to thank everyone for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, if you just give me one second, I'll get this play out music for you. Thank you.